Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, yes, sir. Episode eight. We are here. Mm. You know, it's time to get on the clock. So we do what we always do. Let's start with a toast to the show. Yes, sir. Start with a toast. Greetings, everyone. Greetings, everyone. Fans, friends, family, and all, all the above. Welcome to B&B on the clock. This is episode eight. Yes, I am your host, the coach, and this is my other host, the soldier, JB the Kid One. We What's are up? here. JB the Kid, man, how was your week? How was things going this week for you? The kids are about to go back to school. Life is great, <laughs> boy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's been about uh forget work. It's been kind of going around at the last minute of making sure they got everything. It's kind of hard to get school school supplies that are like we overseas everybody's doing this on the same list at the same store mm-hmm. so it's like uh luckily um we started getting our stuff like during covid or whatever we started getting racking up on random school supplies so we gotcha. had a lot of stuff uh, already gotcha. so that was kind of clutch um yeah but yeah man just ready to get this uh, the kids go back to school tomorrow so i'll start the uh, process to get my braces so uh by the 30th the end of the month, I said, huh? I don't know if I'm gonna be doing any, uh, any uh, studio time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my mouth is gonna be hurt, <laughs> right? Right, right. Uh, and is that, isn't that when we off? I think that's when we go on our little mini vacation for a show. Oh, anyway. So we off on Labor Day weekend, I think so. I think that might be our last show, or that might be that might be our off time. I gotta look at the schedule again because I know we had it scheduled okay. out, but yeah, I know it's man, somewhere around uh, there. That Labor Day weekend about to be a movie, dog. I ain't gonna... <laughs> oh, yeah, man. yeah. Man, my week has been it's been a roller coaster of of a lot of different things, emotions, uh, work, life. Happy the kids are going back to school. Uh, my daughter goes back. To, my youngest daughter goes back tomorrow. <clears throat> Uh, one of my sons go. My oldest son goes back tomorrow. The college kid has moved into her apartment, so she's down in Baltimore. Only one that's not going back is the, the youngest son. He doesn't go back till uh, after Labor Day, which is kind of cool. So he's still here, but for the most part, you know that's that. And then you know life has been kicking my ass for a little bit, as I I would have to say on here. I mean, I'm not gonna go fully into details of it, but it's just. You know, it's been it's been a rough week. I mean, I'm happy to be doing the pod, happy to be on here, happy to still be able to do this. Um, but if I didn't do it, I I probably I probably would have been more mad than anything that if we didn't get this episode off this week. Um, but if I don't seem like myself, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just going through a lot. I mean, it's just a lot that I'm going through. Um, but I do want to rep uh, shirt sneakerhead boutique. That's what I'm rapping this week. Is my folks. Nice. So make sure I. Hey, I hey, real rap though. I need that shirt, bro. I need, <laughs> I need that. Got you, got you, got you, got you. I got my little my hippie pack came in. Shout out to my big bro. He messed up. Got you. Everybody Love know it. me. I've been rocking hippie for about a good like four or five years now. So. Uh, he got some more gear that just came out, so I just, my package finally came. Man, I felt like I was on one of the deployments, and my care package came in. <laughs> I was hyped. I was hyped, but yeah, shout out to Hippie Gang and everybody. Well, man, let's get this. Let's get this show on the road, big dog. 
Yeah, let's get this show on the road, man. So we're going to start this week. We're on the clock. We are officially on the clock. So we're going to start this week with the AFC West. You know, we're going to continue our football talk. We have – this is the last division before we talk playoffs and we talk Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the AFC West. So you got the Kansas City Chiefs, the Oakland Raiders, the L.A. Chargers. I'm, I'm sorry. Ooh, let me start that over. We got the Las Kansas Vegas City Chiefs, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, the L.A. Chargers, oh. and – Am I for, I'm forgetting somebody? I feel like I forgot somebody. Oh, the Denver Broncos. My cousin would kill me for that. Yo, he would murder me that I forgot his team. Yeah, so you got the Broncos, mm-hmm. Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs. Uh, you want me to go first this week? I can go first. I don't mind going first. And saying, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Saying, saying who I got. I, I got the Chiefs one in this division. I, I'm, I'm not about to say, if you said anything else, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going against Patrick Mahomes. I'm oh, not going geez. against Mahomes, boy. Like, man, he's, definitely, he's definitely who I got one in this division. Um, best quarter, One of the best quarterbacks in football, if not the best quarterback in football. Right. Um, I got them winning. I think they're, they're a lot to win that division. I have... I have Oakland. No, I have the Chargers finishing second. I have the Chargers. I like their quarterback. I like Brock Hewitt a lot. I like the young kid a lot. I think he can sling it. They have some weapons on offense defensively. They're pretty good as well. I have Denver finishing third, and I have Oakland finishing last. Uh, I like Denver. I think – they just got to figure out who their quarterback is going to be. I think defensively they're going to be good. They have weapons on offense. They've drafted well the last couple of years. If mm-hmm. they can figure out who their quarterback is going to be, if it's going to be Teddy Teddy Bridgewater or if it's going to be um, – can't even think of his name right now. That's crazy. This is this – is, I'm having one of them days, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they can figure out who their quarterback is going to be. Um, they're going to be they, – they're going to be a real problem. I think the Raiders – Listen, I don't know about the Raiders. Like, I, I don't know about Derek Carr, David Carr, or the car, one of the cars. Like, I, listen, I don't know. Like, I, listen, man, you know, I don't know about the Raiders. I just don't know. Man. But the AFC West is all Kansas City in my eyes. So, it's right. – I don't even know why you even have a conversation about this division, really. It's Kansas City and then yeah, everybody, else just, everybody else just pick a spot. Pick a spot right, and hope exactly. that you, can, you can possibly get to the wild card. I'll let so, you say your piece. <laughs> I'm about to say, so for me, like you said, like if you didn't pick the Chiefs, something's wrong with you. Uh, so I got the Chiefs. I like what they did as far as like basically buying the offensive line for Patty Holmes. So that was clutch. And then uh, I feel like uh, his name's Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the running back, yeah. is going to have a big year. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm an Andy Reid guy. So, you know, never bet against Andy Reid. Um, uh, then I have second coming up. I might have to go with, um, yeah, I will say it's kind of hard for me because I actually, I'm looking at the team or whatever, and I wanted to give the Broncos the number two spot. Okay. Or whatever. Uh, just because I like their defense, Von Miller's returning. Uh, you yep. know, and they got uh, Patrick Satain the second. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he is too. So he he's nice. He's a nice corner. So I feel like they have something. But I do like your pick when it comes to the Chargers. I forgot uh, Justin Herbert is the yeah, name. Justin, Justin Herbert. Yeah. 
And then they got uh that wide receiver. Now I'm having a blank, but their wide receiver, uh, that one-two punch is nasty or whatever. Yeah. And then Derwin James, their safety on defense is coming back. So mm-hmm. uh, so I feel like, you know what I'm saying, the Chargers could make some noise. Uh, I, if that's the way I want to do it, then I'll put the uh, I will put the Raiders in third and Broncos last. Okay. If I was okay. going to do that, because I feel like the Raiders, even though, yeah, Derek Carr, I have no idea what that man would be thinking about. But I do <laughs> like uh, – John Gruden kind of knows what he's talking about, and Josh Jacobs, their running back, ain't no scrub. I still want to see what the heck they got going on defense. Henry Ruggs is the young wide receiver out of Alabama last year. Yes, sir. So, uh, I feel like, you know, I feel like some stuff can happen. Um, like I said, but we'll see. But that division right there is like all I really care about is the Chiefs, honestly. I love watching the Chiefs play, personally. I would, Outside of the Eagles, that's like one of my favorite teams to watch right now. So Okay. But, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I mean, we I don't really have nothing else to say about the division. <laughs> right. um, we were supposed to do this show Friday. Then we were supposed to do a Saturday or a Sunday, and we're doing the show. But we could talk about your boy, uh, Devontae Smith. And we also could talk about this crazy thing that happened pregame where oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. Supposedly, Jalen hurt his stomach and he ended up in the hospital. And listen, I don't know. I I've been. I've been very skeptical of this front office since a lot of things have come out recently. I've been very skeptical of this coaching staff. Listen, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I, I, don't, say, I, I don't know. It kind of got me off of uh, – it was kind of weird because I was actually looking forward to, you know, like, okay, Jalen Hurd, Devontae Smith, boom, let's, let's get it. I was hyped. I was really hyped. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, I see a alert on my phone, like, Jalen Hurts not playing. Joe Flacco started. I'm like, okay. like Right. Y'all right. doing all this chirping during practice. It was crazy now, plays coming out of practice the whole week. Now, mind you, now mind you I didn't watch I, – I watched the pregame. I was in the house. Like, I made sure I got in the house on time. Mm. I watched pregame. I – Watching the warm-ups. He was warming up just fine. So for dancing me. Dancing and everything, right? So dancing like, and everything. Was, like, so that was my issue. I was like, so I feel like it's something bigger to the story personally. Uh, but uh, Devontae Smith, though, uh, I feel because him and uh, what's his face? Joe Flack didn't really practice. Their timing was off. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Like, he did one pass. It was supposed to be a uh, back, shoulder, back shoulder. The back shoulder. Yeah. yeah the back shoulder joint. You could tell that was his timing. Because, mm-hmm. but I gotta say, that boy footwork is nasty. It is. It is. That it is. is something ignorant. And I don't know if you've seen the tweet by Ocho Cinco. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. And I was yeah, like, Ocho. usually, I, I was like, that's why I said, I, I, I was always nervous. Like I told everybody, I love Devontae Smith, uh, being that I'm biased and I always go <laughs> cheer for Alabama. But uh, Devontae Smith has had the best footwork out of Jalen Waddle. Him yeah, oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I've been consistent with that. I just love to see it against NFL cornerbacks. Like, these are, like, your daily competition, and that was my biggest thing. Like, granted, I've seen – what's his name? Was it Marvin Harrison? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, but he was the one that was, like, came in about the same height, same weight, or whatever. But uh, he was saying that uh, he, as long as his foot, footwork is key, the separation, you need that separation – Right, and I was like, I feel, I feel like him and Jalen Hurts. It could be him, Jalen Hurts, and da- Dallas Goddard. It could be the three, the two main targets on the team. Everybody else is gonna have to fall in the play. So, yeah. uh, 
We'll see though, but I want I just gotta wait because I think week three is the dress rehearsal. So um, that's the game I always face. So because the way preseason is this year, week three is the last preseason game, and then they got oh, that's two right. weeks off. So they got two weeks off. So I don't know if this is gonna be a dress rehearsal game or not. A lot of people thought this was gonna be the dress rehearsal game week two, but you know, seeing that this week is the last week of preseason, and then they got they got like two. They don't play another game until Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's a long time without football, without playing another team. I just don't know. Like I think they need to start the starters at least a, a, a half in this game. But the way this organization and this coaching staff has been looking, I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be all backups. I think it's going to be all backups. Yeah, but they're going. But they got. But see, the way they're looking at it is, is that they got two days with the Jets this week, where they do the inter inter squad scrimmages, and they're looking like mm. they're looking at that like that's the preseason games, because yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what the, that's kind of what uh, Nick Sirianni said in his post game interview. He was talking about how he thought how he used. Inner squad this week is really the preseason game. So he didn't really feel like he had to play the guys in the preseason game, which to me, no, because they're not really hitting the inner squad though. From what from my understanding, they're not hitting like they were hit in a game. Right. So I don't know how how you gauge that, but listen, they he feels comfortable with it. He's the coach. He knows a little bit more than we do. So I guess right, so. Yeah. Um, that's wrong bad with that right. but we'll see we'll see like i said i think this is gonna be a long season uh i definitely hey, don't uh, think it's gonna be i ain't gonna lie to you <laughs> it might be a long season bro i had to keep long. i had to tell myself all during the game it's only preseason it's only preseason it's the though, backups like that didn't look good i woke up the next morning like nah what? It, it was bad if you if, i'm happy you didn't watch it because it was nah, bad. i probably would have broke something in the house yeah it was over. it was break something worthy like I, it was bad i was already mm. having a rough week and that didn't help like that was mm. that didn't help at all so um we're gonna move right along on the clock we're gonna talk about the big fella sixes big fella joel and b getting this big contract extension four years um what's your thoughts how you feel I know uh, me personally. I'm happy. I'm, say, uh, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm pr- I'm like, get your money. You know what I mean? I always, I'm a total believer in get your money. Uh, I feel like he deserved it because he should have been the MVP. So it was only right. I wish he would have got it. It would have been a better storyline. Personally, you know, I'm big on storyline. So if he would have got his little money after he won the MVP, it would all make perfect sense. Uh, I would say I didn't know until you told me that he did it without an agent. So. Yeah. No agent, uh, just him. I thought, I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, but it kind of goes to show, too, uh, Joel Embiid is a smart player. Uh, yeah, he's because, very smart. Uh, he knows, like, he was sat out, what, one, two years before he played? Mm-hmm. So he didn't yeah. get the, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, his window for, like, best center in the league is not going to be very long. So capitalize mm-hmm. on every given moment. Uh, and but that's another thing. When you come from nothing, you're not as greedy. Right, right. Your talk, your play does the talking. So I felt like if anybody deserved the extension, it was definitely Joe Embiid. Very impressive, impressive that he did it without an agent. Uh, I hate to keep on harping on this every week, but I just now I just need to see what y'all front office is going to do with this Ben Simmons <laughs> situation because uh, 
Akiva. time is ticking, bro. Because I want to see. I don't want him on the team at the beginning of the season. Personally, just just get ready for it. It's, it's he's coming. Man. He's staying. So get ready for what we've been seeing for the last four. He's staying. Um, they might try to wait till the trade deadline and make a move, but but prior to that, he's not going anywhere. He's staying. He will be. He will be a sixer. Unless something amazing happens and Dame forces a trade, because that's who they're waiting on. They're waiting on Dame. They're not waiting on nothing else. Right. They don't want nobody else. They want Dame. Dame is who they want. They're waiting on Dame to force Portland to trade him. If that doesn't happen, Ben Simmons is staying a sixer. Unless a crazy amazing deal comes along, which I doubt if that happens. So they're just gonna he's gonna be here. And you know, all reports say he's uh last video I saw was this morning of him working out with John Morant. And he was, and you know, he was putting up shots and he was getting jump shots up, uh, but they weren't threes. They was deep twos. But I, at this point, I take whatever. I, I Listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm here for it. So let's hope that we can uh, get something plausible out of this. And, you know, I don't really have nothing else to say about it. I can't talk about that anymore. Like, I really can't. Oh, good. Let's go on. with we'll talk about the uh, quick uh, shout out for the summer league. It yeah. was actually faster than what I thought it would be, honestly. Uh, yeah, it was pretty quick, but I did like what I seen. Uh, especially, I like I told you before the draft. I thought like Davian Mitchell, whatever team he went on, people would kind of go to see. It was a lot Straps. of question marks on him. Strap, strap, uh, strap up, strap up. Lock yeah, that, that boy is a up. dog. He's a dog. Yeah, I dog. love it. His dog. I love it. I'm glad he uh, got the shine on the summer league. Uh, for those that act like uh, summer league doesn't matter, uh, as a Laker fan, I remember we were definitely having a – it was a big thing for us when we won with Lonzo and Kuzma as the championship that year. True, true. Somebody was so, just talking so, about that. I was just hearing that on the radio somewhere. Or, no, it was on TikTok, and my son was listening to it. And he was like, yeah, they did great in summer league. They didn't show out in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, like, it's, it's a big deal because we all looked at Kuzma, even though, like, Lonzo was the lottery pick or high up there. But we got mm-hmm. to see. That's why I like about Summer League because I like to hear the stories of people that question marks. Like, I remember when uh, – who was it that shined out? It was a long – I won't say long, but it was uh, the real Mitchell. Um, Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Not Donovan, Donovan Mitchell? That's his name? Yeah. For mm-hmm. real? For Utah, yes, Donovan Mitchell. I did not. Oh, I didn't know, but it don't sound right, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but nah. So yeah, Donovan Mitchell, when he showed out or whatever, I didn't think nothing of him until the summer league, and I was like, oh snap, this boy actually got some skills. So mm-hmm. that's why I love watching it. The Kings, I just need to figure out what they're going to do with the boy uh, Bagley, Marvin Bagley. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. because he got to go. Something has to happen because they got Halliburton up there. They got. D Fox up there, so now it's just like, yeah, we gotta do something. We gotta do something if you want to move forward. But yeah, shout out to the Kings for winning the summer league. Yeah, but yeah, won the summer league. Bigger news yeah. though in basketball. Mm-hmm. How about that freaking KD and Draymond interview though? Yeah, that was, just about was to, crazy. Just about to go there. Just about to go there. You know, uh, that was that was definitely a must watch. Um, that was a must watch. Like they. 
they really talked and, you know, they put a lot of stuff out there that, you know, I wouldn't have expected to be put out there. Like, you know, you could tell KD was not ready for them questions either. Oh, no. He definitely told Dre about it at the end. Like, you got a real feel for this. Like, this is really what you you, you might be wanting to do this. I was like, God, they put they put Steve Kerr and Bob Myers out there like. Hey, but Stephen like, A made an interesting point. I don't know if you heard it. He was like, where was like, Steph? Where was Steph? I was like, bro, where was Steph? <laughs> hey, I was like, but where? So for me, I, I'm big on that. That's like everybody would say, oh, mm-hmm. the team leader. Why didn't he, you know what I mean? So right, Steph, where was Steph? This is your yeah. team. Yeah, your where team. were you Even at? Draymond's the leader, but Steph, like, what are you doing? I think want to say Andre Iguodala was on the team and DeMarcus Cousins. They trying to yeah. alleviate if you watch on the sidelines that big argument, but yeah, uh, I will say Draymond made an interesting point though, which is like you can't force a grown man to apologize to another grown definitely, man. You definitely can't force a grown man to like, apologize. And he like, told him he was like, "Y'all about to f this up, like y'all about to yeah. f this all the way up, like y'all about to yeah, f this y'all, up." Yeah, because y'all, y'all tripping. Then he talking about he suspended me and all that, like. And then, of course, you know, the media will get the chirp in and blah, blah, blah. And listen, and they took it all the way back to the last dance. Like KD said it best. He was like, you know, uh, when you watch the last dance and Scotty didn't Scotty didn't come on the court for that play where Kukoc hit the game winner, when they got in the locker room, like everybody gave Scotty the business. And he was like, you know, that's what they needed. Like he was like, that's what he needed for the team to do. Everybody to go at Draymond and give Draymond the business. Like, yo, he was wrong. Like if that would have happened, that I think that would have changed a lot of that scenario, man. That would have changed a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's funny because like they, he went even in Katie's childhood with him like switching teams from mm-hmm. like kid or whatever. And, yeah, like, yeah. Have anything to do with it? Like he he asked some serious questions. I learned some. Like I I kind of put two and two together. Like when KD was like first mm-hmm. in the league, he was kind of naive to everything. Yeah. Uh, and like that's why he always seemed so chill because mm-hmm. you know, he was like the one quiet. Like LeBron was good to talk, and KD wasn't. Like that was a, that was the biggest difference between the main two superstars. Like, right. KD wasn't gonna talk, but now LeBron really doesn't do too much talking compared to KD. KD got burner right. accounts and all that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, he's talking. So I was like, I feel like KD kind of kind of explained like where he come from his mental. I still don't agree with it. I'm like, first of all, uh, you're a peasant. Hey, I'm not about to argue back and forth with you over Twitter. I'm never going right. to beat you. None of that. So it doesn't matter. But um, but yeah, I got kind of I got to see like where he was coming from for a lot of stuff. So that was pretty cool. But that was a very good interview though. I have a question for you though. Who would you like to see do an interview like that? Hmm. Mm. I would like to see Brian do an interview like that. I really would. I would like to see Brian do a sit-down interview and explain. I know he's 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 touched on things, but he's never really fully went into detail about the whole move to Miami, the whole coming back, and the move to LA. Like he's never really fully detailed those things, especially the move to Miami, like the, the first time he left, like the, when he first left Cleveland. Like he never really fully went into like what really went into that decision. Yeah, he did. When? On what interview? So uh, he did one on the shop. He kind of told, like, the history, but... He told a story, but, like, no, nah, like, I needed, like, how... You know how, how they asked that question? Like, I need, like, that question. Like, yo, like... Because I know... I remember he was on... 
Richard De- Richard Jefferson's uh, podcast. Um, yeah, yep, yep, okay. Yeah, road yeah, tripping. Yeah. He was on road, road tripping. tripping. Yep, and he told that story. Yeah, yeah, he told that story. Like he always tells the stories, but like I need people to be able to follow up with a question behind your story. Like right. they never, no, nobody never gets to follow him up with a question. Like he gets to tell his his side of the story, but they never get to do a follow up to it. Like, all right, so what if this would happen? Mm-hmm. Would it would it have been different? Would it like you know like uh, Draymond got to ask KD like so? You know, you made a decision, but let's say if this and this would happen, would you made a different decision? And he said, no. He said I would have made that decision a thousand times over. I would have came to Golden State. I would have played. Now me leaving might have been different. Or then again, it might not have been different. We don't know, but this is the decisions I made. I want to hear that from Brian. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. want to hear that from Brian. Um, so I'm about to say, uh, for me personally, uh, you said Brian. That's for me. If I, it was going to be like LeBron in there, it'll probably be more so him and Kyrie sitting down. Ooh, 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 uh, ooh. Oh, I yeah, that's a good yeah, one. That, yeah, that's yeah. that's one. Yeah. So I want. I'm about to say I want LeBron and Kyrie to have one of those talks, um, because like the reason, like the reason, like yours, I feel like everybody kind of knew know the story. Like LeBron and D Wade wanted to play together. Chris Bosh just happened to be in the same draft class, and he True. was like one of those dudes. Like he didn't want to be in Toronto, so. It was he like was looking for a way out anyway. He was he was right. he was and going somewhere anyway. Carmelo was supposed to join them in uh, in Chicago because D Wade was going to leave. So yeah, so it was a lot yeah. of that. So that I was like, eh. well, have you watched D Wade's All the Smoke yet or listened yeah. to it yet? Yeah, yeah. I watched. He that, talks. You know? He talks about that too in there. Yeah. He about, that was crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's wild. That would be a crazy ass team, bro. Then he talks about that he wasn't on the banana boat. Like he explains oh, yeah, that yeah. he wasn't <laughs> on the banana boat. <laughs> Um, I think uh, another one I'd probably love to see would probably be um, probably uh, KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely would love to see them, too. So that one, and probably throwing Rondo in that joint, too, I guess. But that would probably yeah. be another one that I got to, like, I would have to see. Like, that would be must-see TV for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm really trying to think of it. Uh, some other ones, but I think that's mainly it. I would say I would love to get a reunion of James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant and Serge Ibaka sitting at Ooh. a round table just talking Ooh. about Ooh. what could have been and Ooh. like behind the scenes. I got some plans, you know. I got some plans. I wish I could be <laughs> working for ESPN. I'll put some stuff together. Oh, you know, that's not ESPN. That's all. Uh, that's, that's all, that's all them, all, yeah. Yeah, that's all Bleacher Report and um, Undisputed. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got, I got a job at Bleacher Report, Dan, because I need to get some stuff going on, bro. I have yes. some ideas. But yeah, man, uh, I'm talking about the last thing about basketball, though, uh, the mm-hmm. Christmas games. I think we kind of expected Lakers versus Nets. I don't think that uh, was a surprise. It was either opening night or I got Christmas. A, I got a question. How is it that the uh, League MVP is not playing on Christmas Day? How is it the League? How's the league MVP not playing on Christmas Day? I'll tell you why. Somebody just asked that question. I'm about to say because he's not box office must-see TV. He's le- he won MVP. But he's not box office. He should be playing on Christmas Day. I pro- I t- uh, the reason why I say that, because remember, Dirk Nowitzki, had after that, the 2011 chip, he should have got uh, the whole the whole the GOAT conversation for what he went through to get there. <laughs> and yet, we, you know what I'm saying? But he's not box office. It's not like we have to see Dirk. Like, he's not must-see TV. 
Jokic has got an old man's game and a point guard's body. I mean, like he has an yeah. old, you know what I'm saying? He's old school, like, but he's yeah, not right. like so mm-hmm. he's but like he plays like a point. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why I said like now if it was like Jamal Murray would have won, I feel like because he's more electric, fine, and he's a guard. But he'll be back. I feel like Jamal this, Murray's this, back. Even Joe Embiid had Joe Embiid is like compared to big man. Joe Embiid is more uh, eccentric. He's out there. He's on social media. And the Sixers media. not playing Christmas Day either. The Sixers not well, on Christmas I mean, Day either. That I can't explain probably because they don't think that the the, the team is going to be as constructed as it is right now. So uh, that true. might be it too. But um, I think another one, I'm pulling up the Christmas games. Uh, but, yeah, Lakers and Nets, of course, I'm definitely taking the Lakers. But uh, I'm trying to think. Who else was it? Uh, oh, that's what it was. The Hawks versus Knicks. I can't wait for that bad boy right yeah, there. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good that's one. A first, I think that's the first one to start off. And then they got the Bucks. The Bucks and Celtics. I'm not really like ecstatic to see that, even though I, would I think it should be. I thought, it, I thought it should Celtics have been. Team. I thought it should have been Bucks and Sixers, but that's just me. I thought Man, it should have been Bucks look, and Sixers. Okay, like you might be on to something right there. I would pay to see that. that yeah, I thought game. it should have been Bucks and Sixers Christmas Day, but you know it's fine. Opening night, I can't wait for because I can't wait to see Bucks and Nets. I can't wait to see Bucks and Nets open at night when the Bucks get their rings, and they get their rings that day. They better not be all healthy. The Nets better not be all healthy because they about they to are. kill the Bucks. They gonna be they all healthy. They to kill the Bucks. So I'm ignorant, yo. So, yeah, I think we play open up with the Warriors. I just can't. But Clay's not gonna be playing, so it's not gonna be the same. I want Clay. If I'm playing the Warriors, yeah, I want everybody there. You want I want everybody. everybody. Yeah, I can't wait till Clay comes back. So. I can't wait. Till yeah, I can't wait till he comes back either. I'm I'm ready for it because the Sixers, man. I'm at six. The Warriors. I feel like once again. They got one of them deep benches and ain't nobody really talking about it. Oh, my God. Listen, the Warriors is – if people think the Warriors is not going to be the Warriors again, Man. they got something sadly coming their way because that team is going to be – that team going to be something different. Right. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk basketball um, on on episode 10. We're going to really dive into it and, and do a season preview and all that good stuff. We might even have a couple guests on because I got a couple people that want to have that conversation and talk basketball. So we're going mm. to definitely dive into that one. Um, um, so we're going to get into our main topic for the day. Um, main topic this week, we are talking about Apple and Apple – Coming up with a thing for the new iPhones, for the new iOS systems that's coming out. Um, talking about checking, fo- invading people's privacy for the most part and checking photos and checking for child porn inside your photos. Um, you know, child porn is something very big and it's um, it's a very big business that people don't even understand it's a big business. Um, there are a lot of pedophiles and a lot of people out here who look, who search the internet for that stuff all the time. And what Apple's trying to do is Apple's trying to help with limiting child porn. And if you have something that the the the, uh, the I the AI in your phone would read and search your phone. And if they found something, they would send it up to the authorities saying that you have some type of child porn. Where a lot of that problem lies in that is that, you know, people take pictures of their babies naked, take pictures of their kids naked. So that would mess that whole system up for people who, it's your child and you have naked pictures of your child. Because I know my parents always had, my parents used to have a naked picture of me hanging up on the wall. So 
so for everyone to see when they walked in the house. So I listen, um, you know, like I I never did the naked picture thing of the kids, like taking them in the bathtub, taking pictures of them while they're they they butt naked. Like I didn't, I never did that. Like I never subscribed to that, but I know a lot of people who do. My thoughts is I think that's evading people's privacy going through their photos. I don't think it's a it's a good thing. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you touch on it. I know I sent you a couple of articles on it, so mm-hmm. so go on ahead, cuz get in uh, where you fit in. So I'm about to say uh, where I get the intent, right? Uh it makes sense. I uh, see where they're going with it. But I feel like I don't feel like it's just as blatant as it's going to be because I have seen where uh, certain things you can block. Right. So I don't feel like it's going to be like, hey, we're just going to be watching, basically watching all your pictures or whatever. I feel right. like it's, it's going to be something like if you upload it to the cloud where we have like un, you know what I'm saying, uncontrollable access. But, you know, I feel like it's going to be a little bit. But at the same time. For the fact that you're giving, like Apple is making something to basically go through your pictures and just to take it up for interpretation, right? Uh, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be, you have to get a solid system. Like even on Facebook or whatever, you could post something and they'd be like, is this, they ask you before you, like it goes on Facebook. So um, I don't know, man. This is one of those things where it's kind of scary, but it's also kind of, in a creepy kind of way, it's actually kind of cool that technology's advanced this far to where we can actually battle this thing via technology and like technological warfare. Uh, because like you said, it's a booming business. I've been watching Law and, Law and Order SVU for, I don't know what season they on now, like 20 something. <laughs> so so that's season, basically my whole life I've been watching SVU. Man, right. look, so I'm just like, I tell people all the time, like that aspect one, it's like, I have a very no tolerance for it. Like, I don't even play that. Uh, I've been to, especially in the army, uh, we get briefed on stuff like that all the time. So it's just the Apple, I feel like it's head, the head is in the right place, but they just need to go back to the drawing board and just come up with like certain stipulations. Are we going to allow, um, are we going to allow, basically that's like we'll be off in everybody's business like big brother in the skies will be watching everything which i don't feel like it's cool so i, I don't know i give it i feel like apple will come out with it. i have faith in apple i'm a big apple supporter so i feel like they're gonna come up with something that's actually it's not gonna be too evasive but it's still gonna try to get the job done just like the corona thing the, those yeah, yeah. The phone and so if mine does it's not turned on right but if i went to go turn it on you know, mm-hmm. it tracks like where I'm at, who I was with, and all that good stuff, right? With right. people that also have it on. So that's the thing. So I feel like it's going to be something of the sort. Because when that Corona thing came out on my phone, I was like, oh, nah, you ain't going to be tracking me everywhere I go like this. Like, I'll turn off everything before I let you right. just take control like that. So, uh, but yeah, man, I feel like Apple's going to come out with something a little bit better but from the headlines. Because after you told me, I just went and Googled, right? Apple child porn. That's exactly what I did. And sure enough, like you just put that in your Google search, it sounds terrible. Like it sounds like right. and sounds we're watching terrible. everything. As soon as we see one butt cheek in your phone, I'm like, dang, what about like, you know what I'm saying? Like kids, I mean adults that built like kids. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that. All that. I was All like, that. bro, like that's gonna be too crazy. I'm like, yeah. But no, I feel like Apple's gonna come out with something a little bit better. Um Yeah, absolutely. Uh but yeah, man. 
That's all I got on that. I'm, uh, I got Apple products, so I'm just like right. waiting for wait, wait to see what happens. Yeah, everything I was waiting I to see what happens at this point. Everything I have is Apple, so yes, I'm waiting to see what happens as well. Um, yeah, man, I feel like that was, you know, I feel it's it's some type of invasion of privacy, but it might need to be something that needs to happen. Um, I don't really have too much more to talk about on that topic, to be honest. Like, I feel like you touched all the bases right there. I mean, we do got some fan questions. We definitely got some fan questions this week. I mean, we yeah, got, I got a couple. Of, I got a couple from me as well. So, uh, you want to go first with your fan? Yeah, questions? I, never really, I never really did fan questions. I'm glad sure. I got some now. <laughs> go ahead, man. Go ahead. Man. Uh, so the first question, uh, it came from uh, all these were like anonymous. I did a Snapchat joint or whatever. Okay, it was okay. like a little anonymous joint. So. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I remember I told you I was gonna hit up all different approaches just to get some type of question. So gotcha, gotcha. One question, uh it was how do I feel? Um so how this is my phone. Yeah, okay. So how <laughs> so how right. does it feel to be in the army for a whole decade that you made it a whole decade? Mm. Uh so uh first of all, I didn't think I'd make it this far. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't make it a decade. Real quick. I didn't think I, I made it, it this far. I made it eight years. I didn't make it a decade. Eight years was all I had. That's all they got. Oh, uh, man. Uh, but I will say that um, once again, I harp on this. Army didn't make you rich. Okay. Um, uh, the benefits, though, is um, to me, is amazing. I don't really feel like you probably can't get a job that has about the same benefits, but I feel like for a place to where like legit it pays for a place for you to live. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in my whole adult life, Reggie, check this. This is crazy. We were just talking about this the other day. My whole adult life, I never had to pay rent. That's love. You feel that's me? Different. So like that's I, I always look at that. I'm like, like mm-hmm. I never had to pay rent. I know this might be ooh, whatever, but that's really big. That's, that's really, huge. really big. Right. That's so huge. I've been living on my own for 10 years and for 10 years, I never had to pay rent. I had to pay utilities for about a year until the army was like, because they went through this whole house uh, upgrade where people are living like pretty bad. So they were like, we're paying for everybody's utilities. Right. Gotcha. So uh, I never had to pay utilities since I've been living in the house. Um, so I feel like those biggest, those are big things for me. I always had to, like, so a lot of people are worrying about like paying rent on the first and, all that good stuff. So going back to healthcare, I think that's a big one everybody talks about, especially in this day and age with COVID and all that. As uh, much as people uh, are against getting a vaccine and all that, like now military is like not an option for all military. So uh, dentist appointments, I'm getting braces coming up at the end of the month. You know what I'm saying? So right. like mm-hmm. it's a little stuff taking care of my, my wife and my kids. Uh, it's like the little stuff for me. Like I, once my if my family's good, I, a lot of people in the military know. Like if your family's good, that you operate at full full capacity. If you got to worry about your family, then it's never it's always an issue. So it's always something right. going on at home. You're not there, so you can't do your job. So uh, I will say on that part, um, yeah, I met some great people. I probably would have met if I was living with my moms. Uh, so I met some great people, great great, uh, great relationships, probably. Uh, stand with stand the test of time, honestly. And so a lot of these people have become family. Uh, shout out to Deuce's godparents because both of those people have legit have been. I don't like to say best friends because that makes me sound weird saying besties, but mm-hmm. they are like have been my best friends since I've been in the military. Uh, gotcha. Um, 
but yeah man like it's it's stuff like that that just like you can't really put a price tag on I've learned a lot I matured I used to be uh, uh ratchet and ratchet um now I'm just ratchet and smart just now that's a I was ratchet and dumb now I'm ratchet and smart put it like that so um, <laughs> but yeah man so as far as the 10 years uh, I got 10 more years left so uh if y'all see me at 15 about to clock out slap me I need to get these 20 so I can sit down for the rest of my life and not do nothing that's the goal I wanted to be able to sit down and just chill and by the time I get out Deuce would be like in seventh grade uh so and both my older kids will be in college god god willing so um yeah um okay. and that's and another question i had was uh how did i feel when i got demoted <laughs> oh ah shoot so uh trying to make this story real sweet so i can make me trouble uh short and sweet so i got in trouble for cussing out my first aunt uh she had said something sleek to me about i was honestly defending uh one of my soldiers, Deuce's godmom, and I was defending her. She had something going on at home. And like I just said, like, you're not good at home. You're not going to be good working. Oh, and man. Honestly, Ain't that the honestly, truth? Uh, so I was, as a supervisor, I was just like, hey, just stay away from the Army. I'll cover for you. Do you what you got to do. And it was working until something blew up. We had a meeting with the first sergeant and a whole bunch of other NCOs. And she tried to call this soldier out. She was all types of names. And I wasn't having it. So I was defending her. Her, and then she said something slick to me. I said something slick to her. Before I know, we blown going back and forth, arguing, calling each other names or whatever. And I got the one. I was the one that got in trouble because uh, of my rank. So um, mm-hmm. not fair, but I mean, granted, karma did pay out because she got forcibly retired from the military. So it all mm. played out. But at the same time, like I had literally just got married when I got demoted. Um, I only think Twilight or Twilight. We had just moved on the post. Or whatever. So we had, we had just moved on the post. It was crazy because I was just like, man, look, I had a downward spiral moment. I just knew it was like, man, Charlie just married me for my benefits anyway. So I was like, I'm about to get kicked out of the army. You know, what I'm saying? I never got in trouble. Like it was a downward spiral. I was like, you know what? I'm about to just smoke weed, pop pot, and get out real quick. And I'll probably live somewhere in California or something like that until I get to go back to the East Coast. Like that was, I had a whole whole plan. But then I was like. I'm competitive, right? And so, mm-hmm. in, in honor of Kobe Bryant, I was like, I'm not about to let this, because I had to, I was bust down to an E4, so I'll be working with the soldiers that I used to lead, led. I was leading at the time, so I'll be like literally working with them. So I was like, I got to show them that I can get an Article 15 and still get demoted. So that was my motivation. And I wanted the person that demoted me to be in the crowd. Like, that was my biggest thing. I wanted that person to be there, so. right. I just I kind of kept a low profile for like six months or whatever. Went back to the board, got it on my uh, second time. <laughs> First time I went there too confident. I ain't gonna flex. I kind of act like I knew it all, and they didn't mm-hmm. like that. I knew all the answers, but I just had too much confidence, so they wanted me right. to be humble. So I right. went back the second time, still aced it or whatever. And uh, yeah, man. And I, by the time I got out there, I got my P status to go to E six, and that was like the biggest thing. And my biggest speech and all that was be resilient. Um, as corny as it might sound but God doesn't put uh, more on your shoulders than you can bear and I b- truly believe that everything happens for a reason uh, I needed it because I just came back from deployment and even though I didn't really do anything like 
Call of Duty like uh, on my deployment, you could have swore I was a war hero, right? I came over with that big head and I couldn't be touched. I was doing 300 PT and like I, my soldiers were going to the board. I was like the NCO. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. I knew I was smelling myself and all that. So I felt like it kind of humbled me a little bit. Uh, granted, I, I definitely drank a whole lot more, uh, but um, and it kind of gave me time just to kind of chill. I, like I said, I just got married, so it kind of got me to chill a little bit or whatever and uh, kind of put everything back in perspective and get my head back on straight. But like I said, it was all about resiliency. And uh, But, yeah, man, that's that's my story. Uh, but Glad you could share your story. Yeah. Um, I do have one more question, then I'm done. Sure. You're good. All right. The last one was like, why am I a Lakers fan? So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like one of my, my siblings said that because I don't know. That was really weird. It was like all army questions in that one. It was like I had like precisely I had a lot of questions, but uh, that was one. So yeah, why are you a Lakers fan? Sure, let's let's elaborate on that. And I'm gonna shut okay, up fine. here and I'm gonna so, let you go. Okay, cool. Uh, so <laughs> um, everybody knows I grew up obviously grew up in Pennsylvania. Uh, so around '97, '98 or whatever. Um, my favorite show growing up was Moesha. I was in love with Brandy, right? Loving Brandy. And so I so happened to turn on, we oh, only had like four or five on, channels. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you going to tell me that you are a Lakers fan because Kobe Bryant took out Brandy? Like, you, you, you not... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, so there was watching, the, I guess it was E.T. or one of those little news whatever shows or whatever, and Kobe had just took Brandy to the prom. And I was like, bro, that was my girlfriend. This dude just took her to the prom. What the heck am I doing wrong, right? And mind you, I'm like six, five or six years old. So I'm like, what the heck? So boom, I was like, I got to figure out who this dude was. So the shack joint just went down, right? I had, mind you, I'm a big penny. At the time, I was a big penny Hardaway fan. So I had my pennies on. And so when Shaq left and he canceled the Lakers, and then next thing you know, I'm talking about the dude out of Lower Marion and cousin Pennsylvania, it was a big story, like this kid from Lower Marion High School. It was big, right? For all those that grew up in Pennsylvania, Kobe going to the draft in 96 was huge. Like, it was really big, big story. Uh, it was. So it was. I could talk to that. It was. It was a big story. So I'm like, oh, that's the dude that took Brandy or whatever. So I said, What's, what team he going to? At first, I thought he was going to the Hornets. That's the last thing I heard, right? Mm-hmm. He got drafted by the Hornets. Come mm-hmm. to find out, I seen him on the bench. Watch, I'm watching Shaq on the TV, right? And I'm like, oh, snap, he played with Shaq. Like, mind you, I'm a Shaq fan. So that was a big thing. Everybody knows, like, I was a big Shaq fan. Big Shaq fan. Like I said, Penny Hardaway. This makes more sense now. Yeah, so, like, my basketball, how I fell in love with basketball was Shaq. I was in love with Shaq. I didn't really – because as a young, young kid, the first Jordan game I seen – or the Bulls game, I should say. Bulls game is when the Magic beat the Bulls. Gotcha. That, so that was the first basketball game I ever watched. And Jordan wasn't gotcha. the only team. Gotcha. Right? So that's why everybody's like, you never seen Jordan? I was like, no, I really didn't until 98 when that, like, the last dude, the last dance. That's when I was like, okay, but Shaq was still my favorite player. Like, gotcha. 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 We're, 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 I'm tracking. Gotcha. So now I'm watching the Laker game, whatever. It's Kobe wins the slam dunk contest. And he's doing stuff I had never seen before. I'm on my little court in the backyard with the little crate on top trying to do everything Kobe did. And then now at that point, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm in third, fourth grade or whatever. I'm watching the Lakers dominate or whatever. 
the issue I had was everybody around me was an Iverson fan. Everybody. Like, I'm in middle school. I'll never forget it. I, we got to wear a spirit week, and everybody was wearing, like, different Sixers gear. Uh, you remember the mascot, the little bunny rabbit, whatever? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. came to our middle school. And I'm, like, one of, like, two or three kids that had Lakers jerseys on, right? My mom stayed up all night, and she, she made me a Lakers jersey. And it had Brian on the back. Yeah, my mom had skills back in the day. And my mom had skills. <laughs> Shout out to my own dukes for that. Because I joined my eyes to sleep with that bad boy. So I went there. Yeah, my little magic. crazy part is I, I'm glad I know about Brandon now because I had some freaking uh the Reeboks, the, the answers on. I had the answers on with some high water shorts and my Laker jersey, bro. Looking stupid. Hey, but, but I I messed around and I was like. Uh, everybody wanted to pick me out the crowd because I was the only one of the kids that was wearing Lakers jersey, and we were playing the the Sixers in the finals that year. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy. So like, but I did like for me, it was honestly if I had to say why I'm a Lakers fan, it was honestly the big move for Shaq going to the Lakers. Uh, reason why I'm a Kobe fan is because I legit I just turned on the TV. I found out he was the dude that took Moesha to the prom, and Moesha was my girlfriend, and so I just happened to watch it, and I see him doing stuff on the slam dunk contest. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, well. He deserved it. <laughs> he got it. I can't do that. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. Uh, ever since then, I want to make it very, very clear. Kobe was my favorite, but is my favorite basketball player. But well, was so he passed away? Uh, but, mm-hmm. but I've always been a Lakers fan. Uh, win or lose, draw. I've always been a Lakers fan. Some stupid seven years. It seemed like eternity that we were losing. I wasn't used to that. I was going through emotions or whatever. Shout out to all the Sixers fans because y'all knew what the heck I was going through. And I couldn't, I was upset. Okay. I was very upset. I'd never seen this draft in the top three before. Like it was new. Every that whole experience was new for me. So I was like, I want to let everybody know I was a Lakers fan. I've been a Lakers fan. I'm still gonna be a Lakers fan and not changing. My wife is a Lakers fan. Uh because <laughs> I tell you what, I couldn't get married to anybody else, okay? Because I wasn't having it. We had to be equally yoked, okay, when it comes to sports. And right. So, but no, nah, I'm serious too. That's the reason why I'm like a fan. Uh, and I just can't wait. I'm just glad we're back on the right ship, boy. Because, boy, it wasn't looking too good from 2011 12 all the way to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink my drink on that. That was a great story, though. Yeah. That was an awesome story. I can't front. That was a very good story. You know, you, you told your story. Lakers fan. Whew. Yeah. I, <laughs> Kobe and, you know, uh, listen, I I can't even, like, you grew up in Harrisburg. So, for me, like, and just to hear this story now, like, you you know, you grew up around Sixers fans and AI fans and you, yeah. But it makes I actually I actually like the fact that people didn't like me because I was a Lakers fan. I really yeah. did like that as a kid. Like it ain't nothing like I don't care what nobody says. It's yeah. nothing like going to a place where you're the only fan over. You know what it's like for me being an Eagles fan on the West Coast? Next yeah. to all the Raiders fans. Like I cheer, yeah. I love that. I man, when the no, 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 no. I, I, I get that. Oh no, I get that. Believe me, I get that. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I spent my time in the military. I get that. Oh, I get man. that. Man, yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Man. Um one of the fan questions is from my man Quam. And he asks, why don't why don't these old heads check these young dummies that's out here doing all this killing? So in Philly right now, we are probably the number one in killings 
um, at homicides. We are probably, I, I know we're in the top five or top three. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, I, to say, I want to say it's still Chicago. Yeah, I think uh, we're, I don't know if we're above Chicago or right below Chicago. Like we're in that top three area of, of number of homicides this year. Um, right. We have more homicides than there are days in a year right now. Um, so it's crazy here. And his question is, is why is like, Philly was never like this. Philly was more like the older generation would talk to the young guys like and tell them about rules and tell them about how you move and things like that. And now you don't get that. Uh-huh. You know, like it used to be rules of Philly that like you didn't touch women, kids, and you didn't do killings in daylight. Well, all that shit is off the off the board. Right. They they killing women out here. They killing kids. They killing mm-hmm. in broad daylight. Like they doing all that shit. So, right. I mean, I get his question. Why did? Um, but to answer his question, in my eyes, is a lot of these young kids don't listen. They don't care. Listen, they don't yeah. care about none of that stuff. They they gonna do what they want to do, how they want to do it. This generation is totally different. I know my generation. We listened to the older guys that was ahead of us. Like we listened to the guys who came before us, who had experienced some stuff. Like we had conversations with those guys. I literally sit in a gym every Saturday and watch basketball from whatever time I get off work to about five six o'clock in the afternoon, watching ages from five years old all the way up to 16 years old and i listen to the 16s and the 15s and the 14s and i listen to them talk and i hear how they talk because my kids is in that conversation because they in that age bracket and i listen to all that and i hear how these kids talk and a lot of these kids don't have positive male role models in their life so i try to be that so a lot of them call me dad or they call me coach whatever they call me and I try to be that positive role model and tell them what they're doing wrong and how they're being wrong. Just like, like I had to suspend a kid from playing basketball because every time I look up, he's in the middle of something. Like he's in the like he's always in the middle of a fight. He's in the middle of an argument. So you know, I got to sit you down. Like I got to teach you a lesson. And the lesson of that is, is that you're not always going to get your way. So sometimes you got to be able to eat when you're not getting your way. You got to be able to eat the fact that. You messed up. So now you got to accept the responsibility of messing up. And, you know, me and him had a real heart to heart, like after he got suspended, because he's sitting there, he's sitting there with the angry face, all upset, all mad. He's ready to cuss the other people in the league, the other adults in the league out. And I'm like, yo, but you was wrong. Like, you don't get that you was wrong. Like, you don't get that your actions is what caused this situation. Right. Your actions is, is what caused you to be sitting down. Like you got into a fight in the gym when you didn't even have to get into a fight. You could have walked away from it. Oh, I ain't gonna let nobody punk me. How is somebody punking you if you smart enough to know that you got bigger things going on that you want to do, you walk away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we had that heart to heart and, you know, like we went back and forth and he, you know, like he, he finally got what I was saying. But... You also got to have patience with these kids. And a lot of people don't have that type of patience. Like, even the people that run the league with me, we were sitting there having a conversation. They was like, I'm tired of talking to them. Like, I'm, I'm just done. Like, I'm not talking no more. Like, I'm over it. And I'm like, right. but we can't do that. Like, we can't give up on that situation. We can't give up on that kid. Like, we give up on that kid. He might be the nest statistic of either him killing someone or him getting killed. Like, we've already lost multiple kids from this program that we coach in, that we run. We've lost three kids in the last year, not even the last year, the last six months. 
I buried three kids in the last six months. Kids that I, I watched grow up, kids that came through our program, who's been in our program for the last four years. Like I watched these kids grow up. Like I watched them go from young kids to young adults. And they're not even gonna see, they not even gonna see past 16. Like, so for me, it's you know, it's more to it than just giving back and giving my time. It's trying to see these kids become adults. Like I got two kids of my own who are at that age where these streets don't care if they my kid or not. Like just because I'm respected don't mean nothing. Like don't mean nothing to nobody. Like if, if they do something, they got to own responsibility. And that's where I had this conversation with them all the time. Like you got to watch who you hang around. You got to watch how you move. You got to watch who you moving with. You never know what your friends is doing when you're not there. No facts. You might be the you might be the calm, simple one who can pull them out of a situation when you're there. But what we can what happens when you're not there? Right. What happens when they're around other kids and they get into something because they thinking and just reacting instead of looking at the whole situation and see what can happen? How yeah. how you think? How you were raised? Yeah. So you know, like I tell. I tell people all the time, man, like it's hard. It's hard to be a parent in these times. It's hard to be a kid in these times. It's hard on both. It's hard on both of us, parents and kids. Like it's hard on both. It's even harder to be someone who deals with the youth on a regular basis, talks Mm -hmm. to kids, conversates with kids, and just try to be there for them in a way that others aren't trying to be there for them. Right. So it's re- it's really hard. Like I don't like I don't really know how much more I can express about that except for, you know, you just can't give up on these kids. That's all I can say. You can't give up on them. You got to keep talking to them. You got to keep trying. You got to keep trying to push forward. It might help some. It might not help some. But you shouldn't feel like you're wasting your breath because you're holding a conversation with a kid that might change their life. You never know. Yeah, and I've had yeah. I've had kids come to me and tell me, Coach Red, you changed my life. Like I didn't look at things a certain way until I met you. I got kids in college right now who probably would have never went to college, or I got one kid who joined the military but is in college. He's telling me all the time, "Listen, if I ain't ever hear your story, I probably wouldn't have went this route." Listen, I don't, I don't brag, I don't bolster, but listen, everybody got a story to tell, mm-hmm. and. If you're willing to listen, I'll tell it to you. I've made right. a lot of mistakes in life. I, I just posted the other day where I said I made a mistake. I've screwed up things as a father, a husband, a friend, a brother, a cousin. I've screwed a lot of things up in my life. Right, right. Yep. I, I understand. I might be getting emotional right now. Listen, I've screwed up a lot of things in my life. I'm not proud of some of the things I've screwed up. Not even happy about some of the things I screwed up. But I've done it and I've learned from them. And if I can right. share my story and share my testimony to people, I'm always going to do it. Yeah, that's the key. I'm always going to do it. And yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I said at the beginning of the show, life is kicking me in the ass right now. But something Jamar said earlier, God doesn't put anything in your shoulders that you can't handle. I'm going to be able to handle it at some point. Might not be able to handle it today. Might not be able to handle it yesterday. But at some point, I'm going to be able to handle it. Exactly. I just got to get to that point. I just got to yep. get to that point. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's uh, it, man. That's it. Uh, you hit it right on the head. Uh, I just wanted to say, too, man, I think we have talked about it on previous episodes, and I've, I asked that question, too, a lot. And it's like, 
I love like for instance, my brother started a hippie, the hippie thing. Uh, it was how like legit we moved to Charlotte and it was all these little kids like, well, it had to be like six, around 15, 16, 17, that little age group, gang this and gang that, right? Right. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? So he made legit, he was like, you know what? You ain't got to get jumped into being this gang. And he called it a hippie gang, right? Right. And it was like, live free, learn from your mistakes, that kind of thing, that vibe. Mm-hmm. They grew from that to now, now little kid, like we still have kids now. Oh, I'll say we, but he has kids to this day that legit, like myself, I'm 30, right? And I'm mm-hmm. still buying this 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 gear right, because right. I was in the game, right? And it's like, pass it down. Like, for me, I always tell my story all the time. That whole little demotion uh, story, especially the soldiers that are getting out. I'm like, look, okay, Army's not all, oh, best job in the world, but like I just told you, I haven't paid rent in so long. This, that, that, that. Right. Little stuff that, like, that, you know what I'm saying? People, I'm taking the bigger picture. I always try to pass down whatever and that's why i say for me it all i say it starts at home right mm-hmm. uh we have lost i feel like especially in the african-american community the whole detective village we have lost that right yeah uh, it's, it's literally every man for himself every family for himself uh right. some families are not even taking care of what needs to be happening at home uh I, feel like, I remember when i was growing up everybody on the block looked out for me like everybody from the right. people that that were junkies or whatever or like, nah, that's Helen's kid or whatever. Just like, hey, let him, let, let him live. Whatever. But everybody looked out. Uh, I, had, right. I had fake moms and other aunts and all that, you know what I'm saying, looking mm-hmm. out for everywhere I went. So um, I feel like it also just starts in the home. Like, you could teach your kids, right? But you need to set them up to make the right decisions. With, like, making the right decision doesn't take a, a the Pythagorean theorem, whatever it's called, to figure out, like, Hey, it doesn't look too good in here. I should leave. Right. Like it right. shouldn't be like I'm gonna kick it with my boys because no, no, no. If it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way I and that's the way I try to teach kids because it's sometimes it's kids being in the wrong place, wrong time. And that's like, hey, you know what? Unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Uh, it's gonna be violent. But I said, as far as like going back to the original question, like you said, I feel like they don't listen and. Back in the day, we didn't have social media. We had to take what the people said around yeah. us. We didn't have, yeah. you know, we had music, but it was like, are oh, they a rapper? This like we naturally, when you think of rappers, that's what you think about them rapping about girls, money, whatever, cars, whatever they, whatever, right? right? But that's we didn't have we social media. We didn't it's have a fantasy media. land. I should, you know, say it's a fantasy, right? So I didn't. We we didn't take that. We uh we had to, we had we were forced to listen to. But now you have social media where they can get. They don't, I could tell you something or whatever. I don't, I don't believe you. I'm going to go check real quick on here. It's not, it's not like you're taking my word on it anymore. Oh, right. man, he's just talking now because they, all the old heads got a story to tell. And I feel like as the younger generation, we have lost respect for the people that have come before us and literally have walked the same path that we have. So everybody knows me. I, I would listen to any old head. As corny as yeah. and whatever, I lose. I will sit there and let you talk my ear off because there's something in that. Something I'm gonna catch out there, or it's the way you at. If you just goofy off rip, mm-hmm. like, man, I just know I'm not gonna make the same decision because I don't know what he on right now. But he tripping. But I will sit there and listen to you because a lot of them they just trying to pass down knowledge or whatever. So, right, um, like you said, I feel like if we get back to making the kids listen and teaching your kids to listen to their elders, honestly, I feel that's what it starts with. Yeah, we, we're the only country that throws our elders away for real, for real. 
True. True. Um, I have another one it's from my man, uh, my man Johnny Chopper, who's like he's like a kid to me, man. He, we used to work together. He's he always calls me Pops. That's my guy, my young guy. Um, his question was, how do we feel about the Taliban in Afghanistan after troops have left? Now he's a former soldier, so this is this is why this question hits different. Um, so breaking news. Oh, go ahead. I'll let you talk. Go ahead. No, you go ahead first. You go ahead first. You about oh, this so breaking the, news. Go the ahead. Afghans are, are literally about down the street from my house right now. Okay. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah, we got some. We got about mm, a little less than a thousand refugees here on Ramsey. Oh wow! Oh wow! Uh, yeah, they're staying in the hangars. So uh, oh, personally, uh, I feel like uh, my neighbors or whatever, like they had to work overtime. Like they're pulling twelve-hour shifts. Legit, it was mm. like a. We were chilling. Matter of fact, Friday night, we were all chilling or whatever. And then she got a text like, hey, 6 a.m. Oh, when you text me Friday night on the goofiness? Oh, yeah, yeah, that night. <laughs> that <laughs> night. <laughs> and, but, uh, but yeah, she got a text message like, hey, we're signed to our shift. And then, like, that, but that's the reason a lot of uh, the Air Force people, I should say, not necessarily the Army, but the Air Force people here on Ramstein Air Base are working like relentlessly, basically trying to make sure the refugees are straight. Um, shout out to all the people here on Ramstein because I'm seeing it firsthand. Like I'm really seeing it. Like our neighbors and their spouses are like donating clothes, and it's a mess. Um, yeah. But uh, as far as like how the situation played out, I just feel like it was inevitable. Like you literally, <clears throat> you leave a country, they, they're gonna go crazy. Uh, but I know. Uh huh. Yeah, that, that I felt like it was bound to happen. The only reason why I was there when we left Iraq. Uh, I was there for the cleanup crew, but we still had people there. Like it, we still had people working in the biop or the air, uh, mm-hmm. airport or whatever out there. So um, I say it was a kind of a bundle of things that are bound to happen. I feel like, uh, gotta be careful what I say. I feel like the powers above us didn't really think this one through. They just did it. They just want everybody out. Uh, yeah. So, which I understand, like on a bigger aspect. Yeah, we'll get all the troops out of there. Yeah, we might want to grab our stuff. Guy, we might go grab our stuff. Let's do that. Yeah, because like that's all. That's all. It's funny how everything played out so quick. Because you would feel like that's what all they are waiting for, right? As soon as they leave, that's all they are waiting for. That's all they're waiting for. So yeah, that's my that's my fault. But uh, yeah, the refugee thing is uh, real big. I know uh, people. I want to say it's four uses. I could I could score it's four uses. I could be wrong. I want to say it's four uses. They got refugees over there too. For real? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I need to call my folks. I got some folks that worked out for uses. I didn't know that. Um, I might no, ask another four uses or four lead. They're only about like 45 minutes apart, but yeah, I know they're yeah, in Virginia. Yeah. So, okay. but yeah, Ramsign. It's probably, it's probably uses. I'm about to say, we definitely got some up here. And like I said, it's, it's not small, but the air, you, you can hear air, like C-130, C-17 going over your head. So like okay. the hangers are about maybe five, five minutes away from my house. Or whatever, mm. uh, and I'm, they got a, the security. It's a, it's a whole. It's a. I don't like. Oh, using the word. It's a refugee camp. It's yeah. a refugee camp. That's it. Yeah. Uh, exactly. MRVs come in. Uh, they got people working around the clock to give them meals, medical, all that. So it's about to get real crazy out here on Ramsign. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 real. Uh, for all the okay. people that think like the news is just talking, nah, no, nah, it's real. It's real. It's real. And you know, like like I said, like I didn't think pulling the troops out was the smartest idea. No. I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been, I haven't been to Afghanistan, but I've been to Iraq and I remember what that was like. I'll never forget what that was like, but 
I remember hearing the stories about like the last troops coming out of there and stuff like that. And I remember mm-hmm. hearing those stories from guys who I know that went over there on that cleanup too. Yeah. And they were saying like, it was, it was crazy. So I could only imagine how this situation is, especially with Afghanistan and how big the Taliban force was in Afghanistan. And how exactly. big they're getting that, out. That's the crazy part. Yeah. I'm about to yeah, say they, like, they're bigger than it was in Iraq. Yeah, in my right. So right. I was so, just like, I was, that's, that's why I said, I didn't understand it. I was just like, if they were tripping and we were just on cleanup duty. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't like it. Eh, it wasn't anything major, but we had like a car bomb go off. And like, that was like the first time, uh, like my welcome to the army moment on a deployment. Right? Uh, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like all soldiers, if you never had one on deployment, I feel like you were going to have one. But like on deployment, it's like you have that year deployed moment. And so that was mine. Like, we were just like <laughs> playing pickup basketball outside and, all you right outside the gate. So it's not, we have, uh, anybody's been to Iraq or some of the bases, they have the layers of security. Yes. Yes. So even though it's layered, you can still see what happens on the outside. So a car bomb mm-hmm. is a car bomb. It was a chain reaction. It was like three of them that went off. And all you see is like the cars, parts, and stuff lying up. I, I, was like, better, I got a better story oh. for you for, for my welcome to the welcome to deployment story. So first day there, we just landed. Like we just landed. Hmm. We just get to our, our base in Iraq. So we had been in Kuwait for a week. We stayed in Kuwait for a week. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened in Kuwait. Kuwait is Kuwait. So it's just yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. Feel like a I feel like a hair dryer blowing in your face the whole time. Man. First time we get first day we get to Iraq. We get there. We're moving in. We're talking to the soldiers who we're we're replacing. We're sitting there talking to them. And a mortar mm. hits our hits our base. I dare to shit myself, yo. <laughs> mind you, I've never heard no shit like that. Bro, never saying, even, right? never it's, even, it's never even had bro. that experience, right? The bull I'm sitting there talking to because he's explaining to me my job and what I'm gonna do while I'm there and all this, all this. And so, you know, we having a conversation because I was in charge of our trucks, I was in charge of our Humvees as far as how we move on deployments and stuff like that. Right. So how we move on missions and stuff like that. Like that was my job. Like I was the truck leader, so. You know, like my job was to make sure that we got deployed in certain spots. Everybody was in their spots. Everybody knew where they needed to go, all this stuff. So we sitting there talking. He's explaining to me. He's like, yo, listen, when the first time you go out, you can get shot at. He was like, I'm telling you now, first time you go out, it's going to happen. Fucking mortar goes off, bro. We sitting there. I'm like looking for somewhere to duck and cover. He was like, yo, get up. I'm like, get up. He's like, oh, this shit happened every day around this time. You cool. They don't have no aim. Like, they just shooting. Like, they don't even know where we're exactly at here. Like, they, he's like, that shit landed maybe a half a click away. What? Bro, what are you talking about? Like, they shooting mortars at us. He's like, oh, yeah, that shit happened every day. He's like, man, it happened like clockwork. He's like, you'll get used to it. After the first week, bro, I swear to God, after the first week, I was so used to it that I was walking to fucking child hall. With no protect, no IBA, no Kevlar, mm-hmm. no nothing. I'm walking with a hat and my rifle and my PT gear and the fucking borders is going off. And I'm like, oh, it's 12.45. Okay. All right. So, yo, what's the lunch today, dog? <laughs> like, like, that was my mindset after a week. So, yeah, like, I listen, I've been on deployments. I tell y'all, like, the first time my IED went off in front of me, yeah, that was a different kind. Of, like, that was life-changing Went off clean in front, like between two trucks, just went off in front of us. Mm. We had to drive through, like, because you can't stop. Like, you got to keep driving. So 
it went off and I had to drive through the cloud of smoke and get, bro, like that's, listen, I don't tell these stories too often because I've seen some stuff, I've been in some things. Yeah, my truck got blown up. I post that picture every year on Veterans Day and on the day that it happened as a reminder that I'm still here, that someone up there thought it wasn't time for me to go because April 2nd, April 2nd, 2007 no i'm sorry 2006 shouldn't have lived shouldn't have been living should have died that day and i tell people that all the time so when i go through things i go through things and it's harder for me to come out of the other side of them sometimes but i understand that i have a bigger purpose here in life i have a bigger purpose on why i'm here so god allowed me to live through that so i can live through anything so for me but Back to what we're talking about. This Taliban thing, this thing, listen, like that. I don't I don't really think they should have been pulled out, man. I, listen, Absolutely I don't think not. I don't, and you know, my brothers that was over there, friends who I had over there, I'm happy y'all home. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy y'all home. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I said the same thing. I, I said I'm, happy y'all home. I'm glad you're home. I'm biased. I want you home. I want you I know that you're safe, but yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah no. Um, and I got one more fan question here from man Johnny. He had another one. This one's a funny one. So I mean, we we don't experience this, but I know people who have. So I, I got some answers for it. Putting deadbeat deadbeat mothers on child support instead of putting deadbeat dads. How about putting deadbeat moms on child support? Now, <laughs> this is a good one, and for me. I'm never, I don't have any deadbeat baby moms, like my two, my two mothers of my children, because I don't like the term baby mom at all. Um, the mother of my children, both mothers of my children are, are really good moms. So I don't have that situation. But I had some friends who went through this. And yeah, you got to take, you got to take women to child support, man. Just like you take, just like they take you, you got to take them when you got custody of your kid. Like, it's no way around that, man. Like, when if you're a man and you have custody of your kid, just because you can do it and you can do it alone and you don't need no help and you feel like you can afford things, bro, you still got to hold her accountable. Like, you still got to hold her accountable as a mother. So if that means she got to pay child support, then that's exactly what it is. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got to hold people accountable in their parenting. Y'all both made that kid. People always want to hold a man accountable, but sometimes you got to hold a woman accountable too. Women don't want to be held accountable for anything. And sometimes you have to hold women accountable for the things that they've done that caused the situation that y'all in. When it's not their fault and it's not their fault and they're right, then men, you have to own it and be able to accept that. But when you got kids involved and your child is the one that's suffering from it, you definitely have to hold that woman accountable because you're going to be doing it all by yourself and you're going to need some help at some points. That, that, that's always the case. In fact, that's always the case on the other side too. They need help too. And as men, we should always step up and be, be there for our children. I'm very big on that. Again, I say this all the time. You can say one thing about me. You, you can say anything you want about me. I'm a horrible person. I was a horrible husband. I was Because I've been married before. I was a horrible husband. I was a horrible friend. I was a horrible family member, all those things. But the one thing you can never say to me is that I'm that I'm a horrible dad or a horrible father. That I take extremely serious and I'm and I take much pleasure in being. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I try to be a very good husband right now, and I try to be 
a good friend. I try to be all those things. But the one thing I know I'm good at is being a father. I'm definitely good at that shit. That's that's the one thing I'm good at. Right. Um, I'll let you comment on this. I'm gonna drink so my I'm drink. About to say uh, two things. One, I want to say I really don't really believe in child support like that. I'm running probably one of the very few people in the world that don't. Um, when I hate to put a business out there, but when Twilight, me and Twilight got married, her uh, her ex was uh, complaining about being on child support. And I used to get tired of have to see my wife have to go down to court and deal with that, the mediation and all that. So I was like, look, man, take him off child support, okay? Like, we'll be fine. Granted, I know, it, like, y'all both made these kids, but look, they're fine. We'll be fine. It was the stress of it all. And I feel like when people are just trying, like some people are legit sometimes are struggling and they can't find a job, this and the third, you're going to make right. a court and all this. Like, it, to me, it's a bit much just for the entitlements. Now, the piggy, the caveat, like the reverse side of all that is like sometimes people just are lazy and don't feel like doing something. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's when we need to hold you accountable. Like I'll go, I'll sit through all the mediations, I'll go through all the court things, but you're going to step up to the plate. Like I'm hurt right, right now. And I can't do it, but like you're not gonna just leave, like right. You're not gonna walk out with carefree. On the flip side of that, I feel like the reason why we don't see deadbeat moms on child support because it's not a thing. It doesn't exist. That's uh, a lie. That's a lie. It doesn't. No, no, no. Hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I say it doesn't exist because we don't ever talk about it, and oh, we do okay. talk about it. And we do. If we do talk about it, like man, yeah, she don't do nothing. So what are we doing about it? It's because it's non-existent. You know what I mean? It was like, right. like you said, I feel like it'd be, it's like when you hear of a guy getting raped, how often do you hear about that? You true, don't. True, it's like true. damn near non-existent. It's like the freaking tooth fairy. Like, so uh, that's why I always say with people, like, if you, ever, if you have a situation where the mom's a deadbeat and you out here struggling, I, I see a lot of people, especially single dads in the army. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When they out here and they out here struggling. And I know the cost of daycare goes around like four or $500 for one kid. So I was like, uh, I literally just, I had seen somebody go through this whole cycle or whatever. And then he finally was able to get his lawyers and stuff intact and took it to court and got the justice that he deserved. Cause you know, I was like, I kind of try to stay out that side of, out of the business, but like she was not existing. I'm like, like what was going on? But it was a whole backstory. Like she just didn't want nothing to do with him. And she got the kids, she would move on with her life and forget that. I'm like, what? Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I feel like that's, that's the reason why we don't see it. Uh, does it need to happen? Absolutely, because I feel like what you hear all the time in the news and the dead be dead. That's the dead be dead. Mm-hmm. My dad was sperm donor. This, that, and the third. But like, um, but yeah, man. Oh shoot, I think my uh, I think my joint's about to die. Uh, you good? Uh, I got. 10% left. All right, so we got we got enough time to close the show out then. <laughs> okay. Uh so yeah, so let's we want to table it there, you know. Um again, we want to thank everybody for watching. Um thank everybody for tuning in. Uh we greatly appreciate all the views, all the likes, getting to 50 subscribers on YouTube. Thank y'all. That was that was major for us. We are truly happy to see 50. Now we need another 50. We need to get to 100. So let's see if we can get there soon. Um, Cherish my quote for this week. 
is cherish what you have and cherish who you love. You never long, you never know how long they're gonna be here, or you never know how long something's gonna last. So cherish every moment of it. That's my quote this week. Right, you got anything? Oh my, my quote is pretty simple. Uh get them damn kids out the house. That's my uh, <laughs> that's pretty, pretty pretty simple there uh, but seriously uh, like Reggie said man we appreciate all the support um, like I said I was new to the whole streaming uh, like the podcast part of the video podcast um, so for we have like what over 1k listeners out there uh, I feel like that's, that's huge um, for all those that are listening or all that listen, listen to it once and enjoy the conversation the feedback, even though I know we, especially my Facebook family, I know y'all get tired of me talking and try to pull it out of y'all. I still have people asking me to this day, oh, I didn't even know you had a podcast. Um, so Me too. Um, but all those, keep on reaching out, share us. Uh, like I said, like us on YouTube, we on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, all of them, every, we out there. Uh, look us up, be on the clock, follow us on Instagram. Um, follow me on Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? If you just want to reach out for real, for all that's not that true. Um, but seriously, thank you for all the support. Um, trust me, man, we're, we're learning about this process every step of the way, so bear with us. Um, our topics, uh, they might not be the best topics out there, but I'm glad you're listening. There's just two brothers talking about anything every day. Right. That's literally legit. If y'all was in our little, uh, we call it studio sessions or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like before we do the show, we legit are like, what are we going to talk about? Um, and mm-hmm. so these fan questions are definitely a big. It helps us fill in spot and it us expounds on topics that a lot of people don't talk about. So, um, like I said, I appreciate all the support um, and pray for those refugees that are out here in Germany because, boy, it's about to get real crowded on this damn base. Yo, you know what we didn't talk about? Huh. Just to think about it, we ain't talking about your girl getting smoked. We ain't talking about your girl Shikari getting smoked. Hey, hey, <laughs> real quick, I'm going to say this real quick, though. Hey, look. I'm still going to support her. I'm still going to support her. Oh, yeah, definitely support her. So the crazy part is you can tell she wasn't ready. And that's all I'm going to say. She was not ready. She was not ready. Because they nice. Yes. 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 All right. So we will see y'all next week. We thank y'all for watching B&B on the clock. We are about to clock out. But we do ask, like we always ask for you guys to like, Subscribe, comment, share, all the above. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and anywhere else you stream podcasts. We are out of here. Love y'all. Martin says, "Line for a change." Wow. Oh yeah. Peace out.